Welcome back in, everyone. Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football is back. I am Ethan Paul, your host for Championship Week. Adam Thomas, our co-host, joining us today. Adam, from the great state of Ohio, is in the championship game of our home league, our 14-man Dynasty League. Adam, welcome in, man. How pumped are you? Oh, I'm feeling so good, Ethan. I am feeling so good. What a relief. What a relief to be in the championship game. Although I will say I'm not fully relieved yet until I take out your co-host and the opponent that I have in the championship game, Mr. Jacob Tyler. Yeah, man, look, I mean, I don't want to turn the horns here. What are the chances? <laughs> we, we were just talking about it pre-show. You know, it's a pretty good sign uh, in a 14-man dynasty setup when two uh, of our three hosts here on this show, uh, yourself and Jacob, are in the championship game, and I'm yeah. the one that lost to you last week in the semis. So oh, which is an ugly, us- ugly, ugly game, by the way. Oof. Oh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. I mean, Barkley with his worst score, golf killed me. I mean, a couple of duds for me, and then you scraped by, even though you scored 120-something, you know, still got the win. That's all that matters. But, yeah, man, three, all three of us are in the Final Four. You and Jacob are in the championship uh, I mean, that's a pretty good, you know, sign for us. We actually, we might actually know what we're talking about. Uh, Adam, I, I don't want to spend too much time on our home league because I know, you know, people listen to the podcast don't give, you know, two shits about our league. But go ahead and tell me a little bit about your roster. Give me some of the, you know, break down the lineup. Tell me how you assembled your team just to give people an idea of what worked for you uh, in the dynasty setup we have. So I missed the playoffs last year. I finished six and seven, just barely missed it. The guys just didn't. They didn't perform, so I did a lot of churning of the roster. In fact, as I look at my starting lineup for championship week, only two of the guys on my roster were from the startup draft, and that was my first two picks, Julio Jones and Mike Evans. This was back in 2016, so three years ago, or three seasons ago. Um, The rest of them um, were acquired through trades and also rookie draft. Um, Chris Carson I got basically as a, a compensation pick last year, and he flashed last year, so I held on to him. And obviously this year he's doing very well. Um, the rest were acquired via trade. So Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback, Julio, Adam Thielen, Chris Carson, um, Jamal Williams. I acquired him in a trade. Uh, I got Aaron Jones. That was my big trade this year was I had Amari Cooper. I dealt him to an owner who needed a wide receiver. I needed a running back. I liked Aaron Jones. But in order to make the deal work, I wanted Aaron Jones's handcuff. Jamal Williams, which this guy also had. So I have Jamal Williams in there because Aaron Jones is hurt. And then at, t- at tight end, is kind of a mess. Um, I have Currently, I have Matt Lacoste <laughs> from Denver as my starting tight end. Uh, that, that, nice. may, that may change. Jordan Reed was my guy. He was actually from the startup draft as well, but he's obviously basically on IR right now. And then my, right. my two flex spots, I got Landry and Evans. So basically the way, the way I looked at constructing my roster was I wanted safe guys, guys that could last for five to 10 years in high production. So I went after wide receivers. I already had Julio and I had Evans as a base. And so I acquired Adam Thielen in the off season. I also acquired Amari Cooper, but we saw the train wreck that Cooper was with the Raiders. You know, he, uh, I believe he had just been traded to the Cowboys or maybe he was in the process of it. And um, so I, I named my team the Four Horsemen in the offseason, thinking that, you know, I'd have the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse with those wide receivers. Cooper obviously didn't pan out, so I dealt him to get another running back um, because Jordan Howard was my primary ball carrier. He wasn't doing very well. Um, so I got Aaron Jones, and then I acquired uh, Jarvis Landry uh, this year as well. So, yeah, I went wide receiver heavy. That was, that was kind of the way I went. And, um, yeah, and, and those wide receivers are all, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two guys. I mean, you don't have any scrubs in here. Julio, Thielen, Jarvis, and Mike Evans, those are a nice, you know, that's that's probably one of the best wide receiver cores you can get in a dynasty. Um, Chris Carson, look, you got, I don't want to say you got lucky, it's, it, it's, it's preparation, it's preparing way ahead of time. Chris Carson and Jamal Williams, you know, those don't happen by accident. You stash those guys, you wait and see, and it worked out for you this year tight end i mean it's a wasteland every year 
uh, it's a very good roster. I, you know, I'm envious of your wide receivers. Trust me. What about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's been kind of a letdown this year. I say that he's the, you know, he's like the the sixth or seventh highest scoring quarterback on the season. He's not doing terrible, but down the stretch here, he's struggling. Has a groin injury. He's on the road in New York this week. Um, are you worried about Rodgers this week at all? I mean, sure. You're always worried about him, but. Look, I'm not, you know, I I drafted Lamar Jackson this year, but, you know, I traded, you know, Russell Wilson and a couple of firsts in a deal for Aaron Rodgers last year, which, of course, then he went and got hurt. But regardless, I mean, I, I, you know, I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I think he's got the resume to prove it. He's had a tough year this year, but I'm not going to jump off Aaron Rodgers right now in championship week. I think you go with who you feel gives you the best chance. And also the guys that you've put your stock in, and I've, I've put enough equity in Aaron Rodgers that I have to play him. Yep, I agree. Um, and Important you can't trust point. Lamar Jackson. No, th- you this can't. Week. No, you, you know he's going against uh, San Diego. I mean that's going to be a weird game, and obviously he's a rookie too. He hasn't eclipsed, I don't think, 160 passing yards yet. Um, something I wanted to mention quick with the roster construction, Ethan. I don't want to spend too much time on our our home league here, but. An important point, I think, for dynasty owners is to always, you know, you, you hear about this in redraft leagues, right? As you move through the season, you get towards the end, you want to pick up the handcuffs to the star running backs because injuries happen like that. And I think you saw it last week with guys like Lamar Miller and Aaron Jones. There was a big reason why, when I made that trade for Aaron Jones, that I wanted Jamal Williams. Number one, Aaron Jones has proven that he's he makes poor decisions, right? That happened last year. And he also right. has suffered some injuries in the past. And Jamal Williams, although not flashy, has proven to have a safe floor. So when I made that deal, I made it thinking I need to have his handcuff. And here we are in championship week, the week that matters. And I have his handcuff. And he's one of the best waiver ads of the week for redraft leagues. So I feel pretty happy yeah. about it. It definitely paid off. Plus, you never know. I mean, you mentioned injuries. You had Jay Ajayi to start the year. He's on mm-hmm. IR. You know, Ronald Marshawn Jones Lynch. never panned out. Yeah, Lynch went on IR, Jordan and then Jordan Howard. Howard, like you said. So you had a nice stable of running backs to start the year anyway, but three of those guys aren't worth playing this week, and if you wouldn't have planned ahead, you wouldn't have had them for Week 16. So congrats on your victory against me, man. It's uh, bittersweet to say this, but uh, good luck in the championship game, and good luck to Jacob. He's going to need a little help. Just for the listeners, I'll go ahead and read his, his roster out here. Uh, you are favored by six points in the projections on Yahoo. So uh, for the listeners, though, uh, Jacob has Andrew Luck, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. That's not terrible. I like that. Tevin Coleman should be in for a big workload uh, this week. Uh, Gus Edwards is RB2. Not sure how about how I feel about that one. Uh, George Kittle has his tight end. He has the advantage Beast. there. But here's where I think he got him. He's got Allen Robinson and Mike Williams in his two flex spots where you have Jarvis and Mike, and, uh, Mike Evans. So uh, I don't know about Robinson and Mike Williams there. He's also got Greg the Legs, Erline, and uh, Tennessee's defense. Yes, we still have kickers and defenses, people. We hate it. Uh, we're, yeah. trying to, we're trying to get our league to uh, kill it those It hurts two, every probably. year. It hurts every year just a little bit worse. I feel like I'm dying slowly because we have kickers and defense. Oh, yeah. We're getting there, though. As soon as we get the rest of the league on board, we're going to get rid of those two. So. Uh, well, good luck, Adam. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Uh, you ready to get into some news and notes uh, of the week? Absolutely. I'm ready to rock and roll, ready to talk stashes, best dynasty assets in our opinion. And, you know, the best part about dynasty, it's a year-round thing. You know, it's not like oh, in yeah. the redraft leagues where you're done with the championship and it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll wait till uh, August of next year before I really get into it again. Oh, no. If you want to be a dynasty winner, and Ethan and I and Jacob are proof the three of us and several others in our league who did well this year, we followed year-round every move, every injury, every transaction, every draft pick the entire year, and it made it a lot more fun, and that's why I love Dynasty more than Redraft. Preach, brother, preach. Uh, yep. I'm on board with you there. You look, now is the time that you're going to be stashing uh, your bench with flyer guys. And when we say flyer guys, we mean guys who may not have m- done much this year, uh, but have a high talent, you know, uh, projected talent level. Uh, you know, guys you want to target in a trade who maybe are coming off of a bad year or an injured year. 
So yep. we're going to talk about some guys that are important to stash uh, right now before the season ends. Uh, we're also going to go over our top 12 dynasty assets uh, in our own opinions, you and I. Um, so so that's what's coming up in the show. Before we get going with the news and notes, I just want to remind the listeners, uh, at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter is how you get with us. I know a couple of people had tweeted us in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we have been on a bit of a hiatus. Our schedules have not lined up uh, due to the holidays. So thank you for your concern. We are back. And also thank you for sending us those tweets. Uh, at Flex Appeal Show is how you get us. All right, Adam. Let's break it down. News and notes of the day. Josh Gordon at 8 o'clock in the morning this morning announced that he was taking a leave of absence for mental issues. We and knew it then was coming. Shortly after, yeah, and then shortly after, it's announced that he's probably going to be suspended for violating something with the substance abuse policy uh, for the NFL. So I'll just, I'll just start with this. Is it time to let Josh Gordon uh, rest in peace as far as our dynasty, uh, dynasty uh, lineups are concerned? Yeah, well, I think I think what you did today, right after this news, is absolutely what others should do, and that's drop them. It's time to say goodbye. You got to break up. And look, he's 27, going on 28. He's barely played in the last several years. Yeah, I know he looked pretty good against the Patriots, and you can think, well, I keep him on my roster for a little bit of time, and it'll be fine. Look. He might be indefinitely suspended. He might be the next Justin Blackman. Remember him? Two-time Bolitnikoff winner that the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted, turned into a knucklehead. Right. He is I, – I just don't see how he's worth a spot on a roster right now. Yep, I'm with you, and especially if your rosters are shallow. And when I say shallow, I mean like if you're playing in a, a 15 or 20 – man roster size league uh and you don't have room for guys that are that are not in even in the nfl uh, yeah it's time to cut them you and i are in a 25 man league and probably going to be expanding soon let's and, hope and so. i cut them anyway because you yeah. can take flyers on guys you know Corey grant is who i picked up this morning uh and we'll talk about him in a little bit but he's a running back that's going to be a free agent in 2019 coming off of an injury so he was sitting on the waiver wire uh, look, if he gets signed a, a better offense than Jacksonville, he could be a nice passing, uh, you know, pass catching back in a PPR. So, those are the guys you need to target right now. Guys that are on the waiver wire that have some potential or that have some, you know, some pedigree or a track record. Maybe even like a, you know, I don't want to say a Damian Williams because he's probably owned, but guys like that. Uh, I think it's uh, it's time to j- drop Josh Gordon. And look, he had to fight so hard just to get back into the league this past off season. There's no, I mean, he might be banned for two plus years maybe he comes back and he's 30 31 it's he might not be worth banned it forever people. he might be banned yeah, forever it's not worth it and i and so, i certainly wish him the best i wish him the best and obviously addiction is not a thing to joke about and fantasy football is irrelevant when it comes to addiction but at the same sure. time for our purposes today i i just think that you're going to have a new crop of wide receivers coming in every year i think it's much more worth your while to invest in invest in draft picks and, and invest in you know flyers on other guys that could that could help you now because Josh Gordon is not going to be someone who's going to help you in the immediate future. Yep, I'm with you there. So let's pour one out for Josh Gordon's fantasy relevance. Uh, it was a fun ride, buddy, but uh, time Goodbye. to go. I cut him maybe six minutes after the news broke. So And he helped uh, you reach the semifinals, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. He, look, he did his job this year. Now it's time to move on and retool for 2019. So, uh, all right, the next list, uh, next item I have on the list here, Cam Newton shut down for the last two mm. games of the year. Uh, yeah. I, you know, people probably aren't starting Cam at this point anyway because he's been pretty disappointing. His last six games, he only has nine touchdowns and he has nine interceptions. So he's been on a bit of a skid anyway. But how does this affect, uh, you know, your DJ Moores, your Christian McCaffrey's, some of these pass catchers that, uh, you, you know, people might be thinking about putting in a flex here in the final week of the season? Well, I think Christian McCaffrey is the only safe one to put in there. And even him, I think there was some news that came out today about him having some new, you know, injury he's nursing. I mean, look, the, the Panthers seem like to me like they're just playing for next year at this point. Um, so I think all the pass catchers you can basically throw in the trash, keep them on your bench. Uh, McCaffrey is the only guy, if I was in a champ, like if I had him on my team in the championship right now, he's the only guy that is a must start. Right. 
I'm with you there. I think that's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, the Panthers are just mailing it in, dude. They they just put uh, Thomas Davis, their linebacker, on IR too. I mean, yeah. when they lost last uh, Monday night to the Saints, I think they said, okay, that's it. Let's yeah, let's get was some that of our five guys straight losses. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it was yeah. six. I think it was six? six straight losses. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yep. not good. So they're about done. I have Rodgers here. It looks like Rodgers is going to play. Um, he does, but say I have he's him play. on this list. Yeah, I have him on this list too. The only thing that makes me worried is that the coach, you know, was non-committal at first, and the coach seems to not, you know. Eh. But if Rodgers says he's going to play, I have to take his word for it. My my concern is that he's not a hundred percent healthy, and there's a lot of people that are starting, you know, Adams and uh, maybe even Jimmy Graham, and definitely Jamal Williams. Uh, this week let me ask you two questions do you have sure. to worry about rogers finishing the game and then two if he is in there do you have to worry about the weapons around him because of his uh, health well first i think rogers plays i don't think there's any question in my mind and the reason i say that is joe philbin is a interim coach who's playing to be a coach next year and if he benches a guy like aaron rogers the fan base will eat him alive in Green Bay. They're rabid. They will eat him alive. And I don't even think it's a Philbin choice. I think it's an Aaron Rodgers choice. And he's already come right. out and said that this is something that leaders don't do. They don't sit. They play. That sort of thing. So I, I think he's going to go out there. The Jets are not good. And I, I you know, I, I, I will say that in the off chance that he does not play, as good as Devontae Adams is, I think you do have to bump him down a bit because – you don't know what you're getting from Deshaun Kaiser. You know, Deshaun Kaiser looked horrible in Cleveland. Now, granted, last year Cleveland was a total disaster, but you don't know what you're getting in Deshaun Kaiser in Green Bay. And, um, you know, I, I would honestly say, and I know I'm biased because I'm starting him in our championship, but Jamal Williams, if, if Rodgers sits, if he sits, is the only safe play to me for Green Bay. Yeah, because you can guarantee You can guarantee carries, volume. You know. You're right. 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 Or check Devontae downs. Adams, even, even, yeah, even as good as Devontae Adams is, I agree. Kaiser is a mess uh, at quarterback in the short window we've seen him, so I wouldn't feel great about it. I mean, obviously, if you're a team like me who lost Josh Gordon and, you know, you were a little weak at wide receiver, you probably have to roll with him, but you wouldn't feel as good without yeah. Rodgers in there. Um, Aaron Jones on the IR and Carrion Johnson both placed on the IR this week. Oh, I just wanted to throw those really in sad. there. Yeah, you know, hopefully carry on uh, Johnson Well, and Aaron Jones. They'll be back in you know, the beginning of the year in 2019. And I project both of those guys to be, uh, you know, high-end RB2s uh, projected at least to start the year. So, Oh, I agree. As long as Matt Patricia gets his head out of his ass and starts carry on Johnson the whole year. Right? Well, carry on Johnson if, owners, can we all agree on that, that he should have been playing the whole time? Jeez. Yeah, that's the, but you're missing, you know, but the big question is, can Matt Patricia find his own head in that large <laughs> ass that he has? That's... <laughs> well, that's just fat shaming, so... Ethan. That's just fat shaming. <laughs> fat. All right. Uh, yeah, anyways. Top 12 yeah. dynasty assets. Let's do yes. it this way. I'm going to read you like my top three here. You tell me uh, where these guys are on your list. We'll just kind of go back and forth with it. Um, and before we start, I want to tell the listeners – this is my opinion of the top 12 dynasty assets, and this is Adam's opinion of them. This is, you know, uh, obviously you could have different opinions here. I know there's one different guy on these lists that we have. So we're just going to throw them out there, give you an idea of these pillars, like what Jacob and I like to call these these uh, dynasty pillars, uh, guys that can carry a roster for, um, you know, at least a three-year to five-year window. So I'll start. Also guys, I that still you would target, the... also guys that you would target in a startup draft, Ethan, right? So if you're, if you're going into a, a, a new experience with Dynasty, you've never done it, you're about to do a startup draft, these are guys that we would target in a first round of a Dynasty draft, correct? Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And th these, are tw these are 12 names we're going to give you, so this should, if you're in a 12-man league, this should be your first round, in, in our eyes at least. Um, so let's see. I have DeAndre Hopkins still at number one, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. Growing with a young Deshaun Watson I think is a plus. I think having Demarius Thomas there on the other side of him helps pull coverage away. And also, Hopkins has shown us no signs of slowing down. I know he hasn't been putting up consistent 28-point games every week lately, but he's, look, he's never had a game below 15 points in the PPR this year, and his ceiling is still 35-plus. So... I still have DeAndre Hopkins number one overall. Uh, and then I have Gurley at number two just because the guy's an animal in that McVay offense, does it all, pass catching and running. 
what are your thoughts on the one and two there? Who do you have at one and two? Well, I actually have DeAndre Hopkins at three. And the reason why, it's not a knock on Hopkins. I mean, you get up into this realm of dynasty assets and you're going to be hitting a home run no matter who you take. I just feel like we're at a time in the NFL where running backs have taken over as the most valuable assets. And we have so many great running backs. And when I say so many, I mean like there's like a good eight of them, right, that are that are league-winning top dogs that are going to last at least three years or more. So for me, right. I'm taking Gurley. If I have a number one pick in a dynasty draft, I'm taking Todd Gurley, and I know that that's not like a big, wow, hot take, right? But the reason right. why I like Gurley more than Hopkins is because I love the fact that his volume is guaranteed, right? No matter if he's – if they're – uh, playing with a lead if they're playing for the lead he's going to be catching passes he could score 50 points in a week as he did last year to take people to a, a championship um, I just think that these running backs now and there's several of them we'll go through them later but uh, I, I just think a running back is more valuable now than it was three years ago or even really last year okay but fair enough who's your number two guy my number two guy is Saquon Barkley um, wow, I, I was a, high praise I, for the rookie. Yeah, I was a little hesitant with Saquon Barkley going into the year. I didn't think it was possible for him to live up to the hype. I wanted him to, but I just didn't think that he would be the fantasy asset that he is. And I know he's not on a great team right now, and I know that there's some questions at quarterback, but it's clear to me that that offense is no longer an Odell Beckham offense. It's a Saquon Barkley offense. And this kid... Right. He's never been hurt. He's had a couple of boo-boos that he, you know, have been nothing. Um, he, he catches passes. And, you know, if you're in a PPR league, this kid is going to catch a ton of passes, whether they're down 40 to nothing or they're up, you know, 28 to 17. I mean, he's guaranteeing you points. I mean, you had him on your dynasty league this year, Ethan, and he was a big reason why you made the semifinals. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, now, granted, he screwed why me in you the lost. semifinals. And why but, you lost in the yeah, semifinals. Right. But, you know, I mean, he, he's – there. I think there's – in my opinion, right now, and it changes year to year, I mean, there was a time when Mike Evans was the top five asset. You know, things have changed. Right. But in my opinion, right now as we're speaking, there there's such a plethora of top wide receivers – and the difference is not as great as going from, you know, a top running back to a middle running back. Whereas with wide receivers, it's a much slower fall as far as points. Whereas with running backs, right. it's a steeper drop once you get past the top eight running backs. So I think they're more valuable in that regard. Well, I have Barkley at four. Let me just rattle off the you know top sure, four or yeah. five of my list here. I got. Hopkins at one, Gurley at two. I'm with you. He should be right up there. I have Devontae Adams at three and oh, Barkley yeah. at four. And the reason I have Devontae Adams uh, this high is because there's, you know, he's a freak athlete. He's developed a, a, a clear chemistry with Rodgers. I know Rodgers has been slowed by injuries, but he's still got at least three years of prime Rodgers left. And that's what I'm looking at here in this next three-year window. Uh, and look, Adams was Mr. Consistent this year against a bunch of tough matchups. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's right up there with Hopkins. Uh, and be, given his age, you know, he's not quite as old as Antonio Brown and Julio and these guys. I have Devontae Adams at three, uh, Barkley at four, and Zeke rounding out my top five. I know we're a little different here. You have Zeke at four and McCaffrey at five. Care to explain? So I put McCaffrey at five, and this is all dependent on your league structure, right? So if you have a league that's PPR – I think McCaffrey, especially this year, has proven I think he is the RB5 or RB4 this year. I mean, McCaffrey is a league winner. And as good as Devontae Adams is, I mean, Devontae Adams, I mean, is kind of like, you know, splitting hairs here because Devontae Adams is, he's put up double digit touchdowns um, as a wide receiver the last several years. Um, you know, this has been obviously his best year because he's had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him the entire time. He's been the unquestioned number one wide receiver. Um, I don't disagree that he's the number two wide receiver in Dynasty. I just think if I'm building a roster, I'm taking running backs earlier than wide receivers for the simple reason 
that there's such a disparity, especially if you're in a 12-14 team league. You can win weeks just by your running back position. Yeah, so you have Devontae Adams as your second overall wide receiver on your list. You just have a couple of running backs ahead of him because you're putting a more more of a premium on running do you know backs. That, do you know that Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott has 70-something receptions this year already? And let me look at the number. Wow. I think it's like 72. Yeah, like sneaky, right? You didn't. You did, you wouldn't yeah, think I would that. not have realized that. You wouldn't yeah. have thought that. Um, here, let me pull it up here real quick with my super slow Ohio internet here. Yeah. So he has. You pull it up while I make one quick comment on McCaffrey. 72, we're 72 receptions. receptions. 72 receptions. Wow. Did not know that. You, you know, yeah. it's, it is sneaky because he's not a real flashy pass catcher, but I guess, you know, three or four passes a game, that's all you need to hit those numbers. So if he had uh, a couple more touchdowns, that. he would be the best. So to put this in perspective, Gurley has 59 catches. Okay. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, actually, no, let's go to Saquon Barkley real quick. Just just for, I mean, these are like, you know, wide receiver four type production. Um, so, yeah, so Barkley has 80. Barkley has 82. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I know ridiculous. McCaffrey's up there. I know McCaffrey's up there. I heard a, a stat today. He was, he's like nine catches short of breaking Matt Forte's all-time uh, receptions in a season for a running back. So, he must be at he must be in the nineties already. So well, that's crazy. I did not realize Zeke had that much. Um, so my number six. Uh, let's see. You, let me. I'm looking at both lists here. You had Devontae Adams at number six. I have Tyreek Hill at number six, uh, only because of the Mahomes factor. We know this guy has speed and breakaway ability and can take the you know take the top off of a defense. You match him with Mahomes. I think it's time to you know seriously consider him as a top flight guy in the NFL. Um, you have Devontae Adams there. Okay, our next picks. I'll tell you what, let's do this. I'm just going to round out mine. Antonio Brown at seven, McCaffrey at eight, Mahomes at nine, mm. uh, Melvin Gordon at 10, Kamara at 11, OBJ at 12. That's my top 12. So What a fall for um, OBJ, huh? Yeah, man. Going into last offseason, OBJ was arguably the top dynasty asset up there with Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I think just, you know. Eli Manning, that whole factor, you know, like you said, the the Barkley show is in town now. Um, and look, Beckham has had a share of injury history. You know, he's, he has a, a quad injury now. He's missing games. Obviously broke his leg. He had the hamstring as a rookie. So I just, you know, I have him at 12. I love the guy, but geez, you know, he can't stay Listen, consistently healthy for us. Something I would add to that, Ethan, is, you know, the savvy dynasty owner, when you see perception showing OBJ as 12 or later, from some, that's when you move in and take him because we all know how good he is. But people have short-term memory and they forget how good some people are. And you know, credit to the people who knew that Devonte Adams, like Jacob, was going to blow up this year. You know, because some people right. weren't weren't thinking you know next year; they were thinking this year. You know, people are looking at this year and like, nah, OBJ, blah, eh, you know, whatever. But that, that's a guy you could probably get for cheaper than you could get last year. So it's just something to keep right. in mind as we're, as we're going through these rankings. Absolutely. I'm going to round out your top uh, 12 here. You had Devontae Adams at six, Kamara at seven. You have OBJ at eight, Tyreek Hill at nine, Melvin Gordon at 10, Antonio Brown all the way down at 11, and Julio Jones at 12. So kind of the same thing that you were saying there. At 11 and 12, Antonio Brown and Julio – you know, let's say you own those guys, which you do. You own Julio. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the price tag might be a little lower if someone were to approach you about Julio because your perceived value is, well, he's no longer a top five guy. You know, uh, let's let's take well, a look. So, and I think and I thoughts think we about need these keep, two older receivers. Well, and I think I think there's something to keep in mind here is we're talking dynasty, so it's not like we're saying that he's the sixth best wide receiver in the NFL. I think we can all agree that Julio Jones is the best, if not a top two best wide receiver in the NFL. Just from a skill standpoint, a size standpoint, speed, strength, etc. I mean, the guy's the guy is ridiculous as far as the kind of numbers he... And he scored touchdowns this year. Yay! So... Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The, the only reason I have Antonio Brown, who's also a stud, and Julio Jones lower... The guys like Tyreek Hill and OBJ and Adams and Hopkins, you know, simply put his age. You know, yep. uh, Brown's already 30. Julio will be 30 by the start of next season. 
And it's not to say like 30 is over the hill for wide receivers because as Larry Fitzgerald has shown and others have shown, like you can play in your 30s, but you know, you're always looking at that three-year window and the three-year window I think is brighter for a guy like Hopkins, Adams, OBJ, Hill, as opposed to Brown and Julio. I'm right there with you. So the only difference in our list, you know, obviously we're scrambled up a bit, but I bumped Julio, you know, right outside that top 12 and made room for Mahomes. He's the only quarterback I have yeah. in here. And normally I would not do this. I'm not a huge fan of, you know, valuing, overvaluing quarterbacks. But, I mean, this guy's on pace for, you know, 45 touchdowns. He's, he's a second-year guy, first-year starter. I mean, the, this is one of those guys you could lock in. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get this every year, but you could potentially lock him in for the next 12 to 15 seasons, health assuming, uh, you know, and that's one hell of a talented quarterback to have. I mean, to put it in perspective, he has 100 more points scored than anybody else in fantasy football this year. So, can I put? Can I be the? Know. Can I be the? Um, the 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 you know devil on the other side on that? So, yeah, go um, ahead. I'm not using the right analogy there, but so last year, Carson Wentz put up a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. Right, Deshaun Watson. Right put up a ridiculous amount of touchdowns before he was hurt. I just find it hard to believe that Patrick Mahomes, with defenses having an entire year of film study, are going to allow him to put up those kind of numbers again next year. Not to say that he won't put up good numbers, but I think he's going to fall backwards a little bit into more of like human realm not superhuman realm if that makes sense like we all knew Carson right. Wentz was going to fall backwards we all knew Deshaun Watson was going to fall backwards and regress a little bit I think Patrick Mahomes is going to regress a little bit and my advice if you own Patrick Mahomes and you have you know a couple other quarterbacks who are solid and you have a guy who loves Patrick Mahomes trade him for skill players wide receiver a running back Get somebody in there because the quarterback position is such a cluster as far as point scoring. Uh, you know, no one is going to have a season like Patrick Mahomes. You know, outside of Peyton Manning several years ago, like th these kind of seasons do not happen consistently. Whereas a Hopkins season happens consistently, Ezekiel Elliott season happens consistently, a McCaffrey season happens consistently, Kamara, OBJ, etc. Get those guys. If you can trade a quarterback like Mahomes for big money now when his stock is as high as it'll probably ever be, I would strongly consider it. At least dip your toe in the trade waters is my advice. I get you. Hey, I can totally agree with that. I just have him high because his age, you know, he's mature, mm -hmm. his cannon of an arm, his mobility. The, yeah, I yeah think he's a got everything. Package. Yeah, and and to, and and I've never had a quarterback in my top twelve dynasty assets. You know, I never had Wentz up there. I pumped the brakes on Deshaun Watson. This is yep. the only guy that I've that I've you know thought, okay, this is the real deal. So I have him in there. So on the outside looking in, we have Julio, Michael Thomas, uh, because of age and Breeze's age, Adam Thielen, uh, Joe Mixon, and Le'Veon Bell is on the outside of the top twelve only because we don't know where he's going to be. So those are like a handful of names that should be at the top end of round two for you in a startup, uh, in my opinion. Adam, we're going to go on for like a three-hour show tonight. Do you want to finish up this top 12 list so we can move on to the next topic? Yeah, so I think that I think that when you're talking about stashing guys, and this year has really shown right. it more than previous years that I can remember, is you want to have those deep sleeper running backs. Look at what a guy like Damian Williams did last week for Kansas City. Um, Corey Grant did with Jacksonville. Um, you know, all these backup running backs or young running backs that get drafted. I mean, shoot, yep. look at what Alvin Kamara did last year for New Orleans. You know, he was the third on the depth chart to start the year, and then he blew up. Kareem Hunt, the same thing last year. So it's like you gotta you got to be thinking long-term with some of these guys. Um you know, obviously one of the yep. best handcuffs before he got hurt this year was Malcolm Brown for the for the Rams. Is that a guy that you'd want to hold on to? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we like his talent. He has a bit of a pedigree. You could argue that if he wasn't behind Gurley, he'd be a starter. Uh, you, you right. know, one could make that argument. What I like to do is look at, you know, the contract status. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2019. Uh, mm. So he's in for, you know, 
could get in, into maybe a committee, more of a role. So, yes, I like Malcolm Brown. I know he's coming off of a pretty nasty injury. Uh, but, again, I'm going to be targeting UFAs uh, heavily, uh, especially at the running back position. Um, and speaking of UFA, uh, and when I say that, I mean undrafted free agent. I should tell people that in case you don't know. If you look at that Kansas City backfield, you were just talking about Damian Williams. Uh, Spencer Ware, Damian Williams, and Charkendrick West are all undrafted free agents in the, in the 2019 offseason. Now, I don't know if they're going to let them all walk, but you can't imagine that they're going to bring back all three of those guys. Daryl Williams, the rookie out of LSU. <laughs> Homer alert. Okay. Yeah, right. If you watch the tape, which I was there at every damn game uh, his entire career as a Tiger, he yeah. looked better at times. At times. This is going to sound blasphemous. Then Darius Geis and Leonard Fournette what? did. He was the he Jacob's was the, boy you, Darius. What he was the Good backup. He the was show. the backup to those two guys, and he was a great change of pace back. He can catch the ball. He's a wow. big bruiser, a big bowling ball. I, I when he signed with Kansas City, I thought, oh man, this is horrible. They're going to turn him into a fullback or something crazy because they're loaded at the position. Then you start digging a little deeper into the contract situations, and especially with Kareem Hunt out the door. There's, th- yeah. There could be a very clear path for Daryl Williams for some touches in 2019. So that's a name I like a lot to stash on the end of your bench right now before the offseason hype machine gets going. Hey, real quick, if Kansas City drafts a running back this year, how high is he going to go in a rookie draft for 2019? Oh, I mean, well, I depending mean, on when they draft. You know, if they draft a running back in the top Kareem three Hunt or three rounds. Three. Yeah, right. Like they did with Hunt, uh, uh, rookie draft. He'll probably be in that top five. I mean, he's got to be in the top five. I know the running back he class looks a little be. weak, but if you plug him into Kansas City, I would argue top five, no doubt. Yeah, especially Oof. because Adam, I think a lot of people, you know, they regretted not taking Kareem Hunt. You know, so they might Ouch, be able to get a, like a do over. You know, oh, 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 that. <laughs> That, that, that hurt my soul. Although, you know what? The fact that he's out of the league now makes me feel a little bit better. And right. obviously, I'm not making light of what he's seen doing on that surveillance video. That was horrible. Um, but if you don't know the background of this, I took Marshawn, <laughs> I took Marshawn Lynch instead of Kareem Hunt during our 2017 rookie draft. And yep. I missed out on the playoffs because of it. So it just goes to show you running backs are valuable. Do not underestimate. Running backs. Anyways, right back right, to right. You, back to what you're talking about. Well, I was just saying, Daryl Williams. Write it down, people. Okay. Go stash him right now. Drop Josh Gordon for this guy. You know that you could see him developing a role. And like I said, even if they draft a rookie, let's say they do in the top three or four rounds to take Kareem Hunt's role, Daryl Williams could be a nice change of pace back if if they let. Spencer Ware or Damian Williams walk or both. And even if they do let them walk, you know, on weeks where Spencer Ware is banged up like he is this week, Daryl Williams could be a nice uh, volume play or a nice flex play for you yeah. uh, in, an, in a pinch. So I like that a lot. Um, All it takes is one on, injury. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We touched on uh, Corey Grant. I mean, you got a couple other. Uh, I have a Minnesota running back on this list. You want to go ahead and take that one next? Yeah, I liked Mike Boone a lot. You know, the problem, again, was that he was at the bottom of the bench in Minnesota. And I I think he's a guy that he's somebody I would definitely take a speculative ad, especially because Latavius Murray is going to be a free agent. Dalvin Cook has not proven to be someone you can rely on throughout an entire season. And, you know, the Minnesota offense I know has been middling, um, which has been really disappointing. But, you know, they got the talent there to be, you know, a top 10 offense. So, I think that's who you're looking for when you're looking at running backs. You want to take guys that are in a top, you know, 10 top. Heck, if you can get a guy in a top five offense, even better. But, you know, you want those top offenses because, you know, they're going to score points. They're going to get potential volume, et cetera. So, yeah, Mike Boone's a guy I would definitely look at. You know, Bo Scarborough is somebody that I think a lot of people liked coming out of Alabama. You know, he's kind of more of a plotter. He's not a, he's not a dynamic guy. He's kind of more like a Derrick Henry type. Who Derrick Henry, by the way? Holy crap! Yeah, jeez. <laughs> where, where the hell has that been? <laughs> yeah, hiding. Uh, right. Exactly. Again, another reason why you hold on to those running backs because you never know. <laughs> yep. And, and you mentioned Scarborough. You know, he was drafted by yeah. the Cowboys, and and people thought, oh man, this, he's not even going to make the dang team. He ended up not making the team. They waived him or put him on the practice squad. He was signed by uh, Seattle. Mike Davis is a free agent in 2019, so it could open up. 
some you know a depth chart spot for Bo Scarborough in 2019. So look, uh, obviously a couple of these guys, Mike Boone, Bo Scarborough, maybe even. Daryl Williams, Corey Grant, they may not be bona fide starters wherever they go or, or if they stay where they are, uh, but but we're talking about guys that could be immediate handcuffs or maybe even timeshare guys that could have some value as early as 2019. So, uh, you know, we're not saying that all these guys are going to go on to be the next, you know, Kareem right. Hunt, but, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. Now, there is a section of this list where I think, uh, you know, I have these guys listed next, could be obviously or, or should be number one RBs. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously is the biggest free agent out there. Uh, he, he lock him into, uh, you know, a guaranteed workload. Tevin Coleman is an interesting case study here. He's going to be a free agent, yep. uh, unrestricted. Um, you, you can't. You, what, give me your thoughts on Tevin Coleman. Can he be a lead dog in a backfield uh, with no one else competing with him? Look, you know, I have I have Tevin Coleman in a couple of redraft leagues because I thought that he was really going to be really going to shine. And when especially when Devonta Freeman went down, I thought for sure it was going to happen. And yeah, Tevin Coleman had a couple of good games, but Atlanta just doesn't give tons of volume to running backs. They just haven't done it. They haven't shown it to me the last couple of years. And I know Tevin's going to be a free agent next year. You know, he went for like 140 last week, but he only had 11 carries and he just hasn't done it on a consistent basis. I think if anything, Tevin Coleman's value has dropped just because he just hasn't he hasn't risen to the level that I think many expected him to this year. Right. And, you know, I was talking about this with Jacob because Jacob is an owner of Tevin Coleman and Dynasty. And, you know, I think he had a lot of high hopes for him going into the year um, because he was going to be an unrestricted free agent. And, like, maybe he could land in a place like Pittsburgh or you know, somewhere that would be productive for his talent. Like, I think Tevin Coleman's very talented. I just don't know what to make of him. Like, I don't even know what the value of him at. I guess he's worth a first, but I, I just don't know. Like, I'm not super excited about him. You know, you talked about Le'Veon Bell, Ethan. What team is he going to go to? What, what, would t- what team would you say he's going to go to at this point? Uh, I mean, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. The Buccaneers with Peyton Barber. I mean, uh, they could use an upgrade. Uh, They're going to have a new coach, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, exactly. New regime, new coach, they're going to want a new star, yada, yada. I could see Tampa Bay doing it. I could see maybe uh, Houston Texans if Lamar Miller walks. Um, Heck, I could see the Eagles jumping in the race. Uh, You know, Ajayi's a a free agent, and they have a bunch of guys. Um, I don't know, a couple teams like that. I still won't rule out guys. teams like the Colts. I mean, I know Marlon Mack has come oh, on strong. Oh, that would be a dream situation right, for the Colts. Right, So, I, you know, you never know. I'm not ruling anybody out in today's uh, NFL. And, you know, uh, the Jets, Crowell and Powell, I mean, yeah, Elijah McGuire is a nice piece. They have plenty of cap space. So there's a handful of teams that I can see out there spending the money for a star If I had to back. put my money down right now, today, I think he signs with the New York Jets. Yeah. The reason why. Money. Well, money, number one, which I think is clearly his most prized, you know, reason for going anywhere. But number two, they got a a young quarterback. They want to take the load off of him. They give him a running back who's a stud. Um, But, you know, if he goes to the Jets, let's just say hypothetically, if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, you're hoping that he goes to a team like the Colts or the Texans. But they don't necessarily have the money to get, I mean, the Colts might, but you know, the, the NFL is such a, a league that it's proven. You can draft a, you know, a guy like a Jordan Howard in the fifth round and he can lead the league in rushing or a, you know, a guy like Kareem hunt who can come out of Toledo and lead the league in rushing. And, you know, it's just shown again and again and again that you don't need to pay running backs a ton of money. So let's say that they pass and he goes to a team like the jets or heaven forbid the Buffalo bills. What, right. what kind of damage does that do to his value? Well, that's why I had him out t- outside the top 12 of Dynasty assets, only because we don't know where he's going to end up. But look, he's still going to be locked into 20-plus touches no matter where he goes, I believe. So now the efficiency, I think, takes a hit if he goes to a bad team like the Jets or the Bills. Uh, but you, you can always count on him getting the touches, especially if they give him you know 15 plus million dollars a year they're going to want to feed him the rock but don't underestimate the tampa bay buccaneers i'm telling you every other team in the nfc south has running backs either at least a pair or at least one workhorse and every other team in the nfc south has been in the playoffs has won the division has appeared in super bowls in the past seven years 
Jameis Winston is just spinning his, spinning his wheels. I, I'm telling you, if they're bringing Winston back, they may go all in, bring in Bell, I'm telling you, and they're going to say, let's let's go for broke here uh, and see if we can make some noise before we make a decision on Jameis Winston. So Wait, uh, wait, wait, well, say, hold on. So you're saying um, it's not going to be Rojo next year? Um, <clears throat> no, it's not going to be freaking uh, Ronald uh, Jones. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I, I feel... <laughs> Don't get me stuck. Come on. You had to go there. <laughs> you had to get me on Ronald oh, Jones. I didn't have Ronald Jones oh. anywhere in our rundown, and you're going to bring up Ronald Jones. Well, you're talking I about him going more... to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the elephant in the room. Like, Rojo's my guy. I, okay. I feel more confident in, in uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, Ronald Jones will not be on an NFL roster in three seasons, okay? Whoa. Uh, you know, just, that's that's oh. how much I dislike this guy. Those are fighting so, words. Those are fighting there you words. Go. He's going to win we, me a championship a Ro- in three years. We're going to do Ro- a Rojo special show one day. We're going to make a 30-minute show about Ronald Jones, so, oh so we can really God. hash this out. But, that, but let, let's let's get back to business here. Uh, a couple other guys that are free agents, Jay Ajayi, um, you know, Injury history, but could end up in a good spot. Who knows? Maybe he resigns with the Eagles. I have no idea. TJ yelled an interesting case here. He could. I think he could be a nice pass catching back. On yeah, a I like offense. him, but he's not a lead guy. I like him. He's not no, a lead guy. No. As far as a Jai, and I'm a guy who owns a Jai, so it's like obviously I'm biased, but I'm realistic in that. Ajayi is not a guy that you rely on to be an RB two or even a one. He is a guy that is probably going to go to a committee. You hold them if you have them. If someone else has them, you know, and they're selling really low, like a two or a three, I would consider trading for them just because running backs are so freaking valuable in Dynasty. Yep, I'm with you. And he still has talent. You know, the injury history is the only thing that scares you. He does. You. He's a talented running back. He's just got, right. you know. Right, whatever. exactly. Injuries piled up, and he got put in a committee with Philly. So, but you know, you got to wait and see where he lands. Interesting to watch there. T.J. Yeldon could be a nice pass catching back. We mentioned that, and Spencer yep. Ware. I know it feels like he's been around forever, but he's only twenty seven, and he's an unrestricted free agent in the off season. Uh, you know, I believe the Chiefs would probably want to re-sign him, but uh, if he walks, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Um, could be a guy worth uh, taking a shot at in the off season, depending on where he lands. So those are some running back names we're watching in the offseason and also names that we're trying to put on our rosters now. Um, you want to move on to wide receivers? Yeah, let's move on to wide receivers. So the the names that we put down here are really – they're kind of throws at a dartboard in some ways because, right. you know, like any other dynasty asset, you don't know when they would blow up. You also don't know, um, you know, obviously where they'll be. But, uh, you know, I want to start with a guy that I, I think – is very much offensively dependent. And what I mean by that is he's not a top wide receiver, and that's Adam Humphreys. He was a great add in a redraft, even a dynasty if you needed a flex guy. Um, But he's not dynamic. He's like a, you know, I hate to use the term lunch pail guy because it's such a cliche, but he's, he's just somebody who, you know, can get in in the slot and catch passes. He's not somebody that you can rely on to give you you know, wide receiver two or three. I, I well, maybe three, but he's not. I just I don't know. I, I he's not somebody I'm super excited about. I, I want to go for somebody who has top end potential, but um, he's definitely a guy you could maybe look at as a flex. Yeah, the only reason I have him here on the list is uh, guys you want to stash if he's available. If you're in a shallow bench league, uh, right. Tampa Bay has not been the most efficient offense. With Jameis Winston at the helm, I know the the volume. He might not be quarterback of, next year. Well, right, right, right. No, what I'm saying. Well, uh, Humphreys is an unrestricted free agent. So my thinking is, you know, maybe I take a flyer on him and I put him on the bench. Let's say Humphreys goes to an Indianapolis, okay? Who's who's who has still has wide receiver needs. You all of mm-hmm. a sudden you put him in the flex. You got to think he's a little bit better than guys like Pascal and whoever the hell you know uh, <laughs> Luck is throwing to. <laughs> So maybe if you put track, him in an offense yeah. like that, maybe his efficiency goes up uh, along with targets. So that's that's kind of my thinking. Maybe he ends up in a better offense. Oh, I get that. Absolutely. And, you know, I the same could be said about Philip Dorsett. You know, he was a guy who got drafted far too high for, I think, how he graded out. You know, the Colts picked him in the first round. Yep. Um, when was that, 2015? I don't know. It was, it was in the, 2000, the 2010s. I forget when it was. But... You know, he was drafted far too high. He was a deep threat. 
I, right. I mean, that's that's how forgettable he is, right? I mean, right. You know, when you look at a guy like Philip Dorsett. Now, with that said, he did flash a little bit with New England, so that might put him in position to, you know, go to a place where maybe he could compete. And you know, Dorsett and Humphreys are both guys that you know, again, you know, during a season, if they have a couple blow up games, you sell them and you get draft picks. Right. And you're getting them for free right now, or maybe a dollar yeah. of your fab right now. And they're exactly. both unrestricted free agents. Hell, you may be able to sell them in the off season if the hype machine gets rolling and a guy signs with a good situation with a good quarterback. You know, maybe you say, "Oh man, you could really sell them." You know, hey, Adam Humphreys went to the Packers. Uh, you can sell them to the guy who owns Rodgers and yada yada and so on and so forth. And it costs you nothing to take that flyer on these guys. So both good choices there. Let's talk about a couple of rookies. Um, these are two rookies. I don't know if you did them, but I know Jacob and I had talked about these two guys. Um, let's start with the quote-unquote other Oklahoma State wide receiver coming into the draft last year, Marcel Aitman. He's a rookie wide receiver with uh, Oakland. Um, and the reason I have him on the list, Brandon LaFell is an unrestricted free agent. Jordy Nelson is 34. And Martavis Bryant's going to be suspended again for, for smoking the dope. So... Look, man, Marcel Aitman, he has production here down the stretch along with some talent um, and, a, and a wide receiver needy team going into 2019. I think he could definitely make some noise in 2019 uh, as a flex play. Your thoughts? I don't want anything to do with Oakland, <laughs> to be honest with you. I want absolutely nothing to do with anything John Gruden until he proves me otherwise. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. He's trading his best players. He's acquiring draft picks. I mean, he's picking up guys that are old. He picked up Nathan Peterman today. Like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Right. So I me guess neither. for me. But you, you know, never me, know, Adam. No, you don't. You don't know. Um, you know, and you're, you're talking about paying pennies on the dollar. I get that. Uh, I. He's not somebody on this list that we have. He would probably be towards the bottom. Just because it's Oakland, and I, I just I don't I don't like John Gruden. And you know what? If you want to take advantage of that in Dynasty against me, Ethan, go right ahead. I do not like Oakland I don't, or Las <laughs> Vegas. You know, wherever they go play. So fair enough, fair enough. So you're not a fan of stashing Marcel Aitman only because he I am not for the on Raiders. the I'm not on the Oakland Raiders stash board. So anybody on <laughs> Oakland, you can pretty much guarantee that I want nothing to do with them on my roster. But you know what? More power to you because there's got to be volume somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. Jared Cook. And Who'd have thought Jared Cook would be a thing? But he was. Exactly. So. Exactly. And if Aitman's pulling in six, seven, eight targets a game next yes. year, you know, it might be worth sure. a look. So yeah. you never know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the next rookie Absolutely. wide receiver I want to talk about, uh, Jacob and I had talked about this guy in one of our spotlight segments in the offseason. Justin Watson, rookie wide receiver out of Penn. He plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's buried on that depth chart currently. He was the guy, if you remember, a white kid out of Penn University, didn't get an invite to the combine. He was snubbed, but he tested off the charts, had great numbers to back him up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you recall uh, us doing that show, uh, that spotlight segment on him. Does this name I'm actually Bellity Googling him break? right now because I don't recognize the name. Okay, the all right. So it he may was drafted, be a pretty though. deep dive. He was drafted in the fifth round, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, look here. Here's the here's when and here's what reminded me that he's still a thing. Okay, he caught a pass maybe last week or two weeks ago yep, for like for three five yards. yards. Yep. There yep. you go. There you go. And I remember telling my buddy, I'm like, who the hell's number eighty two? Whatever, who, whatever his number is. And he goes, I don't know, some guy named Watson. And I was like, holy crap, this guy made the roster and he's playing. Like I thought he was just going to be a practice squad. He does guy. have good testing though. He has really good he, testing. He's off the charts, dude. Look him up, Justin Watson. Yeah. Rookie four, wide four, receiver 40, out of pin. 40, 40 yep. inch vert, 20 reps right. on the bench press. That's impressive for a wide receiver. And, He's 6'3, he 225. And he has great size and he has great numbers out of pin to back it up. So my thinking is here, Humphrey. Now this is a, you know, this is obviously a, a deep, deep dive. This is for guys in, you know, 25 plus man rosters. You know, uh Humphreys is an undrafted free agent. He may not be back. Deshaun Jackson could be cut 
this offseason. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. If, if that does happen, you could see a Mike Evans and a Justin Watson on the outside with a Chris Godwin in the slot, or you flip you know, Godwin and Watson. You could see an, a, a path to number three duties for a freak athlete like Justin Watson. So not a bad stash. And like I said, if the, if the Bucks go all in in the offseason by bringing in a guy like uh, Le'Veon Bell or a bigger-named running back, uh, and they give uh, Winston one more role. You never know. So I like those two rookies to stash on the end of your bench right now before they start getting out. Uh, the news starts getting out in the offseason. Your thoughts? I'm actually adding him to my roster right now. He there was a go. free agent in our dynasty league. So there you go. There you go. There you go. And, and I thought about doing that today. I chose Corey Grant because I'm a sucker for running back. So congrats on Justin Watson. I hope it pans out for you. And if it does, you owe me a beer. How about that? That's funny. I've never, I have not, you know what? I missed that episode that you guys did, but man, you got me excited about him. You know, if he has anything <laughs> like a Rod Smith for Denver several years ago or Adam Thielen, pff, sign me up, man. Yeah. I you're literally, welcome. I literally just picked him up from having you talk about him. So, well, you, well that's, you know, that's, that's sharing should, is caring. You should give him right back to me since uh, I gave him to you. No, I'm kidding. You must have missed that episode. You know how we did Check the, the uh, transaction the... wire, dude. I literally just picked him up. I believe you. I know you. Uh, listen, you know how we did the uh, the player spotlight profiles uh, each each episode in the off season. We we spotlighted a like a you know a, a sleeper. We hate that term, but like a a deeper yeah. dive. Yeah. He was one of our guys. He was uh, one of the combine snubs, and I, I spotlighted him. And I think B, uh, uh, Jacob said the same thing when. When I brought his name up, he was like, who the hell is this guy? So uh, it is a deep dive, but you never know. <clears throat> All right. Uh, biggest wide receiver, undrafted free agent in 2019. Uh, I wrote this down just to make a note here. Tyrell the Gazelle Williams uh, is probably going to headline the class of free agents um, as far as unrestricted free agents. Your thoughts on Tyrell Williams? You know, you probably have him on a bench somewhere. You probably can't trust him with the Chargers now, but – uh, you know, can he go somewhere else and be a productive, let's say, wide receiver two for you? No, I don't think so. I, I no? look the thing with Tyrell Williams is he's playing with a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback currently, and I he's kind of a one trick pony to me. Where he's a deep threat, you know, he runs like a gazelle, as you mentioned. You know, as I'm looking, you know, we talked about my dynasty roster right now. I'm looking for guys who have a ceiling of being a one or two on my team. Right. You know, those are the guys that I want. And if they're not that I'm churning them out at the bottom of my roster for the wide receiver position, Justin Watson, welcome to the team. Um, You're so welcome. yeah, so, <laughs> so I think with a guy like Terrell Williams, you know, he's been in the league. We kind of know who he is. He's a deep threat. He's not going to be someone who's going to get you wide receiver one or two numbers consistently. You know, he's just not somebody I want to pick up now. With that said, if you're in a big league and you have teams that need wide receiver help, he's not somebody who's a bad person to have at the end of your bench. Because if you can deal him and not feel any adverse effects to your wide receiver position, maybe you can get a draft pick or you can package him with other things to get players. So, no, I don't hate the idea. He's just not somebody that I would prioritize. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I, I think I'm kind of with you. He reminds me of... Uh... A Mike Wallace, Teddy Ginn, mm -hmm, Torrey mm -hmm, Smith, mm -hmm. you know, these deep threat guys that Who had just some have a successful role. years. They had sure. some successful years, but they're not, I don't know, they're just not guys that excite me as far as what they can do long term. And right. I don't know, just, just, just the full, yeah, anyways. But I yeah, I think you, he's a guy, right I think he's you. a guy to look at. I think he's a guy to look at uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And if he, he, you know, he should be owned in your league. But like I said, if you're on a shallow bench uh, with a shallow bench league, check it out. Make sure he's uh, on your roster if he's on the wire. Uh, all right. So tight ends, um, the, the, you know, it's going to be thin because the tight end position is already a mess oh, at the top. So it's fire. hard to find yeah. dots. But I actually have two names. I have one on our sheet that I emailed you here. But uh, I have two names I'm going to throw out to you. And I want your opinion on this first one. Max Williams, tight end for Baltimore right now. He's oh. an unre unrestricted free agent. You are a Minnesota Golden Gophers fan, am I right? Well, I don't want to say fan, but I certainly have. You know, I grew Cheered up in Minnesota, so it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I watched a lot of Gopher games, so I, 
you know, he won the Mackey Award, and if I'm mistaken on that, I guess I could Google it, but I'm fairly certain he won the Mackey Award. I mean, the guy is just, he was looked at as a stud coming out of college. When he was drafted by the Ravens, in fact, I picked him in our startup draft in um, our home league. I right. love the guy. I thought he was great, but, you know, he had injuries, um, you know, other things prevented him, so he, he kind of fell behind on the depth charts. Um but yeah, he's a guy that I would definitely take a flyer on, especially for the position that is the dumpster fire that is tight end. Right, exactly. And I don't blame Max Williams 100%. I think it's more like a 50-50 split. 50% of him not uh, living up to the hype is probably injuries and production related, obviously. But the other 50 is Flacco and that, that Baltimore Ravens offense. I mean... I know they used tight ends heavily, but they had four of them at all times. Guys named Crockett Gilmore and some of these other dudes, you know. Uh, so there's that. But two, they just, they, they're not very good at throwing the ball down the field. I think if you put Max Williams in more of a, a vertical threat offense, uh, maybe with a better quarterback, better offensive scheme, I could see him making some noise. So I'm right there with you. It couldn't hurt to take a stash, uh, take a stab at this stash, especially at the tight end position. And then because uh, of my infinity for uh, uh, tight ends, Adam, let me give you another tight end name uh, that I okay. actually rostered today. Uh, Demetrius Harris, okay? Tell, me, what, tell hmm. me where he plays. Tell me where he plays without Googling it. What, what team is he on? He plays for the Chiefs. There you go. There you go. All right. He's an undra- unrestricted free agent in 2019. He's been stuck behind Kelsey uh, for the Chiefs, but he's been very productive with the catches he has. Uh, this year he has 12 catches for 164 yards. That's well over 10 yards an attempt, uh, and he has three um, touchdowns. So uh, you can see he has talent. He has a prowess for the red zone. He's been targeted in that Kansas City offense. I think the only negative is that he was blocked by Kelsey. So – I've heard, you know, I hear some rumblings on the uh, interwebs there that he could be this year's Trey Burton, basically, oh. you know, blocked blocked behind a good tight end and could could end up getting a starting role somewhere and be productive. So Demetrius How- uh, Harris is my other tight end to stash right now before the offseason comes and he starts gaining steam. What do you think? Hang, hang on. Let me check our league to see if he's available. This is he's already on my mm-hmm. roster, buddy. I rostered his ass earlier oh, today. Oh, boo. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> you so actually had a guy off. that you told the stash. All right. Fine. Yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, I um, stashed him at well, look, 102 uh, Central Time uh, today. So you're welcome. Well, I think if tight end is still, you know, in a league, in the league that you're in, I, I think any time that you can take a flyer on a tight end that has potential, do it because it's such a shallow position. Um, yep. you know, I would say tight end is the most shallow, then it's running back. And then from there it goes to quarterback and wide receiver. Um, I just, I, yeah, I think you take flyers. I mean, in the last year's rookie draft, I took a flyer on Dallas Goddard, despite the fact that he's at number two to Zach Ertz. And I took a flyer on Mike Gusecki because of his athletic ability and the fact that he didn't have any competition in Miami. Neither of them did much in the rookie year. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, they're flyers, and if you can get them for a couple of years and let them simmer for a bit, they might blossom into, you know, a top, you know, top five, top six tight end because the competition is not very strong to be one of the top tight ends in the NFL. Right, exactly. And I guess what what the, the what I'm doing here at the end of this 2018 season by stashing Max Williams and Demetrius Harris Maybe I'm yeah. thinking, all right, these guys have already simmered. They've already developed. They already yep. have some NFL They're ready under to their roll. belt. Right, exactly. Put them, put them as a starter on a team like Dallas, who has a bunch of Jags at, at you know tight end. Maybe that's, a, you know, if they land there, maybe they can be more productive. So that's all we're going for here. The, none of these guys may ever be fantasy relevant. None of these guys that we've listed in this show may ever be a, a viable fantasy starter. But – you know, it can't hurt to stash them on your bench, especially if guys like a Josh Gordon or a Charkendrick West or some of these guys you've collected over the year. If those are cuttable at the bottom of your bench, go ahead and add some of these guys. I think the upsides yeah. uh, are a little higher. That's all. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you, Ethan. And as we're approaching one hour for this show, and I know we're coming to an end here, I think the, the, the biggest piece of advice that I can give people that I've learned over the years of doing our dynasty, and I know it's fairly young, but still – constantly churn out the bottom of your roster. And I'm not saying do it every day, 
But, you know, that's the part of your roster that you want to continually try to look for gems, look for those sleepers, look for those deep, deep sleepers like you were mentioning with Demetrius Harris and Marcel Aitman and, you know, Max Williams, those guys. Look for that opportunity um, yep. because you never know where one of them might turn into maybe not a league winner, but somebody that you could plug into the starting lineup next year. Um, right. So always exactly. be looking at that. Always be looking at that. Don't carry around a bunch of guys that are, you know, crappy. Um, right. You know, I or see old, it in our like a like a like a Sproles, like a Darren Sproles who's thirty four. Yes. You know, you could drop him now. Yeah. And I see it in our league, and I see it in other leagues too, where you know people aren't paying attention to the back end of their roster. They got their starters, and that's all they need. No, it's dynasty. You got to have a deep roster. Don't be content with just having starters. Get guys that could develop into starters too. Yep, I'm right there with you. Great words of advice from a soon-to-be champion of his home dynasty league. Oh, oh stop! Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> sorry, right, not listen. sorry, Jacob Tyler. Uh, Jacob, I know you're listening. Good luck this weekend, Adam. Good luck to you as well, man. Uh, any last uh, words for Jacob across the podcast airwaves before you uh, your heavyweight bout this weekend? Well, if there's one thing that Jacob is an expert in, it's being the bridesmaid in any kind of wedding. And uh-huh. he is going to be a bridesmaid yet again, this time, though, in Dynasty. So that'll be a first for him. Usually it's in redraft. So congratulations, Jacob, for finishing second. Yep. If you ain't first, you last. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> That's Adam. right, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Adam, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, this was fun as always. We appreciate you uh, being able to help us out when we need you. Um, people, listeners, before I let you go, Flex Appeal at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter. Give us a follow and give us a tweet. Uh, and you can also, uh, you know, we'll, we'll respond to you. And then Adam will, can also chime in on some input with us, too. So uh, thanks for listening to Dynasty Fantasy. Uh, Dynasty. Oh, Jesus, I'm butchering at the end here, Adam. Flex Appeal, Dynasty Fantasy Football. And good luck to everyone in their championship games uh, this week. Yes. See ya. See ya.